<laughs> thank you thank you i'm glad you enjoyed that we have in the house today tonight that's right producer writer director filmmaker that's right ceo that's right the legend himself jeff goldman how are you doing my friend starlight um, runner entertainment baby thank you thank you so much it is awesome to be here this is the coolest i love your room can we swap <laughs> i don't know it looks like you got some cool stuff back there i like it i like it you a few my, let, me, my, let me let me let me let me blow it up for the, for the audience there yeah. big old oh. collectible there that's an awesome. aurora godzilla an original <laughs> awesome you made everybody in chat and very happy right now yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it i love it all right well speaking of chat let's see who is here from the movie dojo army chiming in we got jake hall in the house what's going on he's saying hello Fat Samurai Guy and Jeff Gomez. There you go. He's saying hello there. That's, That's right. Hey, Jake. We got Severio here. <laughs> he says, uh, Fat Samurai Guy, you're going to tell Jeff Gomez about the Ultra Slap, LOL. And I'll get to the Ultra Slap later. Nice. But uh, nice. <laughs> Omegon32 is here. That's right. And uh, Omegon, I will make sure I will take care of that uh, when I'm off the air, my friend. And Raider Nation is here as well. So That's slowly cool. trickling in. Oh man. All right. So yeah, I, you know, it was great, uh, having a chance to, it's always fun talking to Mr. Jan Lucanus. That's ah. right. Justice <laughs> for hire. And I had him on the channel a couple of times talking about his really fantastic app. And, uh, he was highlighting that. And then I, and I found out through his website and Kickstarter and all that, that you were a part of it and you, uh, you had a lot of positive things to say about it. Very, very small part. Um, yeah. uh, but yes, I, I, I love um, participative narrative, as we uh, in the biz call it. Um, uh, I think his ideas are, are fascinating. And, um, and the force of will behind that effort is just tremendous. So much so that I, I think he's going to make it. I do too. I do too. You know, I had to have him on here to support it and he's still trying to get me to become a character. <laughs> and I'm like this I close. Eventually, I, I think, I, I think I, I'm going to do it eventually. So you got it. All right. All, all the way from Brazil. What's going on? Hello. We have people from Brazil. What's going on, brother? I hope you're doing well, my friend. All right. But yeah, uh, I love you. Brazil. Um, I, uh, I, I have a, a strong, uh, strong friends and, uh, and great times there. Oh, nice. When were you out there? Uh, I was called out uh, shortly after the release of Avatar to do a talk on, on the film. All right. And, um, and ever since then, I go back and I teach and, and uh, consult on uh, with corporations and things like that there. yeah. Copy that. Copy that. Awesome. 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 So, man, I was looking up all over for the, 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 the all over the website. Starlight uh -huh. Runner Entertainment, and I'm like, man, you guys were everywhere doing everything and in, in every medium, and I was like, oh my goodness, 
this is insane. So we, 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 you know, we have to talk about it, but let's go back a little bit to the beginning here. And of course you, I have the man, the myth, the legend here. So, you know, by all means, tell your story. That's why I got you here on the podcast today, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, but let's go back a little bit. And, uh, so, so you're a big comic book fan. I'm, I'm, I, I can see. Sure. Comics, right? Uh, absolutely. Comics actually uh, uh, came a, a little, a, a tiny bit later. Um, uh, okay. a, a Japanese pop culture was first. Uh, oh. Is my earliest memory uh, in, in life. Um, yeah. Right. Tokusatsu and, and anime. Oh, that is amazing. That's all. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> it, was, it was the opposite. It was rough out here, man. Like, especially, oh. you could barely find any anime on vhs growing up you know like it was rough sure Uh, sure now it's now it's you can get anime anywhere but i was exposed to it because in the late 1960s and early 70s um uh the the networks were looking for inexpensive uh content to air during the day and uh and japanese anime the earliest stuff this is uh speed racer marine boy gigantor kimba the white lion uh, Astro Boy, those were, um, you know, those were imported, uh, uh, you know, roughly translated and thrown on on afternoon television. Giganto. Oh, you know it. You know That's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that, that content, um, here's why it it, um, it rang with me. Uh, you know, I, I'd watched pretty much anything on TV. There wasn't much choice, but um, but but the 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 stuff that came in from Japan. Uh, took itself seriously, and I was a serious little kid. Nice, <laughs> you know. Um, it treated me like uh, like a person. You know, the stories being told were not watered down or made silly, mm-hmm. um, or, or um, safe. It was safe. It took yeah. Risks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was, and and there was a continuity to it. The characters would remember what happened you know, in previous episodes that never happened on, on uh, any kind of network television, believe it or not, you know, a cop show, the cops would never remember previous cases or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- there was no seriality to, uh, to television content and, and even in, in, in feature film content, almost nothing. Uh, but that, that uh, proto anime, it, it something was going on, you know, racer X, you know, was speed racers brother. And, and little by little, you learn more and more about him as this series progressed. That was awesome to me. Was that mind blowing when, when the, when the secret was revealed about racer X, were you like, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and then the, the, the tokusatsu, the, the characters would visit each other's movies that was yes. awesome. It implied that there was a greater universe tying those films together. You know, the continuity was never a hundred percent there. Right, 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 between, right. But it didn't matter. It was just it was a Godzilla movie, and and you got to see, you know, his pal Rodan showed up a couple of times. That was great. Yeah, and 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 what's popular now, right? What's the big thing now is crossovers. Mm-hmm. Everything crossover is huge, right? Like, look at the last Spider-Man movie, which I really enjoyed. But that's a you know, we've got Doctor Strange two coming out, so we got you know, iconic characters visiting each other's properties. That's what look, look at the Flash movie coming out. So that's what's really popular right now. But it's a it's it's interesting you brought that up because that's a great point because 
way we can go way back to the 60s in the Ultraman series. Hey, they were doing crossovers then all the time, you know. So, <clears throat> this is um, uh, the fundamental dis- distinction in philosophies between uh, Japan and Hollywood. Uh, was that in post-World War II Japan, there was um, a kind of edict made. Um, uh, The word for it was kiretsu, um, where uh, companies could easily form alliances with one another and um, and artists and directors and writers and and studios um, uh, often were allowed, there was no legal blockage to cooperation. Um, and so that would allow the intellectual property from one TV series to jump into another TV series okay. uh, for, for different characters to visit each other and for even different companies. Ultraman met Common Rider. That was awesome. Those two oh, different companies, wow. they, they shouldn't have, you know, allowed such a thing. And that, um, uh, that, that came together. Whereas Hollywood, everything is buttoned down legally. If you're going to do anything to, to change that, you've got to pay me a boatload of money. Um, uh, you know, I need top billing. You can't have top billing. You know, all that stuff prevented the c- crossover mentality. Kevin Feige at uh, Marvel, um, uh, Disney Marvel, he changed all that. He, um, uh, you know, he he ripped up contracts. He he altered a lot of rules and mores uh, for Hollywood that is allowing this kind of content uh, uh, today. Awesome, awesome. That's uh, interesting that you're bringing that up. But I get asked a lot, and I'm like, stop asking me. I don't know. Maybe Jeff knows. <laughs> but I get asked a lot. When are we ever gonna get a Gamera meets Godzilla movie? And I'm just like, eh, I'm not the guy to ask. You think that would ever be possible? Well, you, you know, I, I I think that um, now that the American voice is is rising um, uh, because of the intrinsic relationship between anime and uh, and America and the growth now of, of Tokusatsu, the presence of Ultraman and, and and things like that, Godzilla has become come back into vogue. That that Japan is listening. Okay, good. a little bit more, and they're going, hmm. Okay, because you know, a, a Gamera's studio and and Godzilla studio, they're two different ones, and they're fierce rivals. Right. So it's it's tricky to to get them to to cross over. Um, I I think that the Toho people feel that Godzilla is is a global brand, a global franchise, and that Gamera is not. So it, it's right. a, it's a tough deal to make, right. but. I think there's there's going to be a little more uh, a pressure. Okay, we'll so it's, it's 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 a possibility in the future. That's correct. Okay, hey, we'll take it. I'm sure us fans would even take a cameo. Well, <laughs> we'll just do that. We'll, we'll have some fun with that. But yeah, but back to comics, back to comic sure, books sure. here. Uh, so you started out at Valorant, which turned into Acclaim, correct? Uh, Valiant Comics, yes. Excuse me, uh, Valiant. Thank you. Yes. Sorry about that. Uh, at the time, it was the number three company behind Marvel and DC. Nice, nice. How and long I, were you uh, there? Uh, I um, I got there just after a, a Jim Shooter left the the company, so there was there was a kind of golden age uh, of Valiant Comics the the first uh, few years, um, and um, and then he left, and and I. Um, I came in uh, 92, 93, uh, uh, thereabouts. Uh, 
and um, uh, and stayed there till like uh, around 96, 97, when when uh, Acclaim basically absorbed all of Valiant and Valiant moved out to Long Island to be at the uh, video game company. Copy that, copy mm-hmm. that. And speaking of video games, I mean, this is like, this was one of my favorite video games ever when I had my Nintendo 64. Oh! Turok! Turok, <laughs> baby! Man, I was playing this for hours. That's so awesome your your group and team were involved with this. Uh, it, it's really, that was a big breakthrough for me to, to be able to, um, I, I was one of the only people at the company that understood game development, uh, and, um, and volunteered to, to do that, uh, concept document for the game. And, um, and you know, the acclaimed people liked it. Uh, I, I got familiar with, uh, the Nintendo 64 platform, and um, and built out the universe and created more lore. Uh, we built a website for it. That was the first ever um, a website for a video game. Oh wow! So it, was, it was cool. Yeah. Was it, that the beginnings of the whole transmedia idea? That's it exactly. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, yes. So that was awesome uh, to be able to uh, build a bridge between a comic book company and a video game company. And to develop a whole mess of, uh, of video games, it wasn't just Turok. It was uh, Shadow Man. Uh, I, I, I did oh wow, something to do with and Armorines and um, oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah like a Starship was... Troopers type game. Exactly. Yeah, I, wow. I enjoyed oh, that. You knew it. Hey, <laughs> I knew. <yeah. laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed all the Turok games. Uh, they just recently got remastered, I believe. They're like they did, PS4 and they look good. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I look at the first one and I still get a little seasick because I, I wasn't used to game development. Uh, sitting in front of a screen for hours and hours and hours, yeah. trying to make sure everything was going well, and I, I would get like a little nauseous, <laughs> like kind of float. Uh, but um, but it's it, it was great. It was great. The only th- the only thing I was upset about was Goldeneye. Which uh, uh, constantly outbeat us. Um, you know, they they it was well, popular than Turok. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, Turok was still a huge success. Oh, you know, and Turok two seeds of evil and all that stuff. And you you know you had to get that expansion pack, put that in Nintendo sixty four to the the rumble pack. Yeah. Yes. But the, to improve on the graphics too. That's yes. You know, that's yeah, right. that was awesome. That was awesome. But yeah, Turok's great. And you know what's funny. All these other Turok games that have come out years later, people mm-hmm. still compare them to the original, and they're like, the originals are still better. That's awesome. That's yeah, great yeah. to hear. But yeah, you got some other video game franchises that you your team was involved in. You got Splinter Cell here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the Men in Black uh, video uh, game. Yeah, that's not our proudest moment. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> any stories about that, or you want to just skip? Well, it? you know. Um, uh, w- Back then, a video game based on a movie would enter into development after the movie would go into production. So you really only had a few months to to build out a decent video game, and that was almost impossible. You, you know, so so the games you'll remember a lot of movie adaptations, video game adaptations of movies, kind of sucked. You know, it's true. So yeah, it's, we, it was we a rare thing. Good. We we actually in that game there is a lore of, about the Men in Black universe that had never been revealed before. 
so we, we were happy about that. And actually bits and pieces of that lore found their way into uh, the more recent Men in Black movies because they were canonical. Really? Really? Yeah. So look, hey, hey, some good came out of it, right? <laughs> yes. Were, were you involved with the third movie, your team? Men in Black 3, absolutely. We um, uh, we worked extensively uh, with, with Men in that Black. That was entertaining, man. I mean, everyone everyone I talk to agrees that that's the best sequel. Oh, thank out of, you. Out um, of the whole franchise. Like, there's no question. Here's, a, here's an example of, of what Starlight Runner does when, when we work on these things. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, they come to us and, and they say, well, um, uh, th- there's no resource for our screenwriters and for our... Um, uh, you know, uh, production people to understand this universe and, and to license and merchandise it based on a single resource for lore and what it's all about. Um, so we put that together. Um, so there's a kind of men in black mythology, uh, which gets into who, what the organiz- organization is, how it was founded, what the rules and regulations are, all this stuff, how there are outposts all over the world. And then, um, we look at the script and we go, you know, there's a problem with your time travel. It doesn't make any sense. And, um, and on paper, nobody thinks about that much. They figure out, it'll, you know, it'll get figured out when we go into production, but that can be very expensive. Uh, you, you know, you, you can, if something's not making sense, you, you sometimes have to stop the movie or you can right. forget about it. And then the audience, you know, goes, well, what's that? You yeah. Know, they're lost. Uh, yeah. So we, um, Starlight Runner, fixed the time travel issue in in Men in Black. It helps to come up with that character who actually kind of explains uh, time travel and and stuff like that. He's in the movie. Uh, uh, And so that was was fun. That was a a direct impact that we made on the... uh, on the script. Oh, well, that sounds like a huge impact because you got to, like you said, you got to be careful what are these time travel type movies could really screw everything up if you get something wrong, you know, and then you just really lost. See, that's, that is the proper application of nerd cred. <laughs> nerd cred. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm having a blast here. So yeah, I mean, started off with comics and non-video games. And then you've you've done some series as well. Uh, help get some series going. You got the Hot Wheels here. Oh, World Race. Awesome. That was awesome. That's um, you How know. How long did the show weird. run? It's weird because um, uh, that's a you know uh, so long ago, and and if you look at it, it's a little bit crude uh, the animation. But I'm so proud of Hot Wheels World Race. Um, the, uh, the, the, the franchise, the Hot Wheels animation franchise, which we uh, created, um, uh, ran for three series. Mm-hmm. That's uh, World Race, Acceleracers, and mm-hmm. Battle Force 5. Uh, but it also um, uh, uh, had a series of video games and um, uh, a series of comic books, uh, 36 comic books. Um, oh, wow. it, it was a true transmedia implementation and all kinds of merch and action figures and, and things like that. It was really uh, super cool. And, um, and, and so all those, uh, uh TV shows ran, uh, one, two, three, four, five, about six or seven years. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a long time. <laughs> wow. Check that out. If you see me sure. disappear like that, it's fine. Oh, okay. 
um, uh, yeah, so we we developed that world, that universe entirely in house at uh, at Starlight Runner. Uh, now here's so a big one right here. We can lay claim. Turtles, oh, man. turtles. T u r t l e power. Oh, see, nerd cred, <laughs> baby. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Raphael, he's the leader of the group. They screwed up. They screwed up the li- the lyrics in that song, but the song is so good, I don't care. <laughs> I was I was and always will be a Donatello guy. What hey, Donatello's do? the man. He's great. He's great. And the nineteen ninety movie, still my favorite live action movie, by the way. Sorry. Same here. Same here. Oh, see, nerd um, cred. Your your points yes. are building. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So that was um, uh, that. That was Nickelodeon uh, purchasing the rights to the Ninja Turtles from uh, f- four kids. I think they they were with um, the the um, uh, franchise had ran out of gas. Um, the 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 most recent one at that time was Teen- Teenage, Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Space or, or something oh like. Oh my god! That. Um, so they really wanted to kind of reboot everything. And and they were a little, you know, kind of scared because the audience at Nickelodeon is different from your standard audience. There's a very specific element to the brand. How is Ninja Turtles at all like Nickelodeon and, and stuff like that? So we had to figure all that out and help to to preserve the essence of of the Ninja Turtle brand into that new kind of CG. Uh, a version of the the turtles and um and i think it, it was pretty good the those those first few seasons were not bad of the uh, nickelodeon uh version where i think it ran into trouble was that uh the michael bay ninja turtle feature live action features uh and we told um nick and 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 paramount in fact i was so passionate i went to viacom uh in times square and said guys don't don't create a completely different version of these these characters you will bifurcate your audience um right you know now i'm going and i'm in target and i'm seeing two completely different lines of toys and this is for kids you know so which am i gonna buy you know you're you're causing me to choose and that's um that's gonna leave money on the table um you know and they didn't listen yeah they didn't listen (laughs) Listen to Jeff. There you go. Words of wisdom. Listen to Jeff. But yeah, I heard nothing but good things about this show. Uh, the last show I remembered was the the early two thousands one, which mm. I remember that being solid. Of course, yeah. you know me; I grew up with the original, of course. Uh, but uh, this show, we actually, me and my wife, bought all the Blu rays for it, and we're wow. halfway we're halfway through this. Oh, Transformers that. Prime. Hey, that's wrong. <laughs> that's right that's right that's right we haven't finished it yet we're halfway through but so far we're really enjoying it man you know we're really enjoying the voice acting everything we're having fun um if you look at that 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 series um uh, that was directly uh, drawn from the transformers mythology that we created for hasbro uh that that galvanized that took all of the lore which was a mess. It was uh, self-contradictory and, and stuff like that. And we yeah. put it in uh, uh, some kind of streamlined order and, uh, and raised the, the drama, you know, made it make, make some kind of sense. The mythology of Cybertron, um, w- what's going on in the backstory and stuff like that. And um, 
uh, they use that and and Transformers Prime is awesome. It, it, uh, it, it's well done. Some of the more recent stuff that you're seeing on Netflix and stuff, Netflix, Warp, yeah. Cybertron, and yeah. and some of the more recent uh, uh, Activision video games are based on this on our on the Starlight Runner uh, Transformers mythology uh, document. Gotcha. Um, uh, the, you got to kick it off. You brought some order to the chaos there (laughs) the continuity chaos well yeah you know i mean look you want it to to make sense you you want to treat your audience seriously and and so you don't make it up as you go along right (laughs) right right um, uh you know have have a an internal logic an internal philosophy an internal wisdom to what you're working on and the world will will pay off for years and years and years Yep. Yep. Again, more words, words of wisdom here, <laughs> but yeah, we definitely got to finish this, but I mean, come on the original voice actor for Optimus and, you know, Peter Cullen and we had Megatron and all that. I mean, that was great. That was good stuff. Love that. Awesome. Yes. That was one of the big complaints actually for the Netflix transformers uh, show was they couldn't get the, I think the voice actor for some of the iconic characters, even yeah. though they wanted to be a part of it, but you know, that's a different story for somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, let's keep it rocking and rolling here. So you guys were involved with Dexter as well. Um, oh, that was great. <laughs> um, uh, we'll be done in thirty. Sorry, I'm, I'm my my uh, my my partners are are asking me questions on text. Oh, so no, it's all good. Here's um uh, here's a, a cool story about Dexter. Um, uh, the not enough people were watching Dexter. So, so Showtime came to us and said, what can we do? What's the, the, the deal? Uh, you know, people think it's a, like a horror thing. And, right. okay. and we, we already were fans. So we said, no, he's sort of, he's more like Batman. He's more like, you know, a, a weird kind of anti-hero um, uh, than a serial. Vigilante bloody, in a way. Bloody yeah. thing. So yeah. let us let us help you with marketing a Dexter to the Comic-Con crowd. And, um, uh, you know, let's help you with some transmedia. And, and you know what they, the, the showrunners, this was when Dexter was super, you know, kind of on the down low, but it was cool. It was really a a great show. Um, uh, They, they didn't want me involved at all. They were like, go away. Um, you know, and I said, but I need to talk to you. I, I don't want to do this in a vacuum. I want to create the mythology authentically to what you have in mind. Right. And they, they said, no, no, no time, no time to meet with Gomez. And, and I said, um, do you guys ha- take lunch breaks? <laughs> and, and they said, we're going to be on set. Uh, you, you know, so look, if you want to come and talk to us while we eat, fine. So I actually had to give them the pitch while they were all had the producers of Dexter were having lunch wow. on the set of, of Dexter. And, um, and I knew so much about the character and about his psychology and his backstory and stuff like that. They were like, you know what, if you can uh, uh, produce a, a mythology document uh, and we like it, then we'll put our seal of approval on it. If we don't like it, you're screwed. Right, right, and uh, and Showtime hired us to to get the job done, and we did it, and they loved it. it, it oh, it that's awesome! Everybody, 
um, uh, so yeah, yeah, Dexter was a, a, a very interesting return uh, uh, for Dexter because that final season was not so good before. Uh, so <laughs> right, right. Copy that. <laughs> Copy that. Well, we're 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 knocking it out of the park so far. I mean, you, you, I mean, I, I think we're I think we're gonna have to adopt you here, your <laughs> uncle, your uncle Gomez, your uncle Gomez now, because you know comics. That's right, you nailed comics. You nailed video games, you know, and you nailed, you know, cool, awesome shows. And now, what? Wrestling? <laughs> Wrestling, too? I mean, the nerd cred, I don't know if it can go any higher at this point. <laughs> this would be the highlight of my career? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But it was fun. It was tremendous fun. Yeah, um, yeah, that that you know, wrestling, Mexican wrestling, mass wrestling, uh, never seemed to take hold in in the United States, uh, despite several efforts, and uh, and so we're the nerd dudes, the story world builders. So, Triple uh, A Lucha Libre in in Mexico reached out and said, "Can you help us? Can you know what what needs to be done here?" And uh, and we said, "Well." It's not translating because some of the uh, storytelling is a little bit old school, you know. Um, right. Uh, and um, uh, we're a little more progressive uh, here in the States. And, and so we, we need to not uh, throw uh, little people <laughs> around um, and, and other, you know, dreadful yeah. uh, uh, behaviors. And um, and let's let's uh, let's create a mythology that's drawn from the great uh, Mexican cultural mythologies, and yeah. uh, and do a little Game of Thrones thing uh, with this. And they loved that idea, and we got to uh, to help to build that world. It was awesome. Did you did you help create a lot of the stories for the characters themselves? Like the, the base storylines. Yes, we did. We, you do we, the Vampiro one, of course. Oh, oh my god. god. Um, uh, uh, Phoenix was a uh, was a personal friend. I just adored him uh, as as a human being, and, yeah. and so we brought him in. Uh, Conan uh, got his storyline. It was it was great. He was very crazy. Um, uh, uh, you know, it was awesome. Uh, we had a really good time. Robert Rodriguez um, uh, took control of the uh, uh, of the franchise and, and, uh, bought it to El Rey, uh, television and, and so forth. So we gradually kind of faded back on that, but, but, um, uh, we can let him take over. Lines. Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. was the big cheese there. because, because already you have so many talented wrestlers already are, are, are there. Oh, and yeah. the storyline, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of Lucha Underground until my buddy discovered it and he's all like, dude, you got to check this out. And I'm like, okay. And then when I when I got to the vampiro storyline of him breaking out and just murdering everyone, escaping the asylum, the asylum in a way, I was like, "This is something very new and different. I've never seen in terms of <laughs> terms of quality too, like production yeah, yeah, value, production value." And I stuff. was like, "Wow, this is something very different." So we had fun watching uh, uh, definitely for a while. Believe it or not, it was done very inexpensively. Was, oh, there were, there were very creative people on set. It was, it was tremendous uh, talent involved in it. Yeah, nice, nice. I had uh, the director of the Vampiro documentary. Uh, Michael Past, 
uh, he was on the, the podcast a while back, and that was a great guy. Very great di- documentary. But yeah, I just had to talk a little bit about it. I was like, I hope <laughs> he did the vamp scene where Vampire Pyro broke out. I gotta, I gotta talk to him about that. I'm trying and not course, to. Do <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, you know, you gotta mention the the Pirates franchise. Sure. And uh, how did you guys get involved with this? Um, through Hot Wheels, um, uh, the uh, some Disney people saw the Hot Wheels mythology lying on the desk of uh, in Mattel, and said, "What's this?" And they said, "Well, this holds together the entire franchise across all our divisions and across all media." And and uh, Disney came to me and said, "Can you do for for Pirates what you did for Hot Wheels?" Because we don't get it. We don't un- we, we don't understand why it was a big hit. It, it, that original movie came out of nowhere, you, you know. That's crazy. Uh, and it yeah. was like super dark for Disney at the time uh, and, and so forth. So they didn't know how to market it to kids. They didn't know what to do with the licensing and merchandising and stuff like that. So we um, uh, we they hired us and then we did like a, a check all over the planet because Disney's a planetary media company. Right, so they had right. pirates content in development for all kinds of different countries and, and stuff like that. And a lot of it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> so we, no. think, you know, we, we, uh, we, we discerned why pirates was successful. We, we spoke at length with Johnny Depp to understand uh, Jack Sparrow and, and so forth. And, um, and we, we taught Disney pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, but we also taught them transmedia storytelling. Um, uh, mm. We created a, uh, the Pirates Clearinghouse, which was a, a multi-divisional a group that that coordinated the story across multiple platforms. Uh, all that that sort of stuff it was it was super super cool. And and Disney kept us on for many years. Yeah, they're smart. <laughs> I got to keep you on. That's cool, man. That is awesome to hear. And then you're also involved with uh, Spider-Man and as well as uh, Tron Legacy. That's right. Well, Tron was one of those Disney, uh, you know, uh, projects after Pirates. Uh, um, What's cool about Tron was that they were serious about the transmedia. So the animated series and the graphic novels and the the novels and the video game were all canonical. They took place in a single continuity, and it was flawless. It was really, wow. really good. I'm sorry that the the franchise didn't do uh, uh, better. They would have kept at it, but then they got Marvel, so uh, so they started uh, drifting yeah, they, off. Uh, yeah, Marvel, Marvel came in swinging. There you uh, go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I Spider Man you know, with, uh, with Sony uh, was um, was interesting because that was the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. So they. Right. Uh, it, it, they knew intuitively that something wasn't quite there with with the character, and we said, "Well, that's it, easy. He's not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe." <laughs> there you go. So we we helped them to understand Spider Man, uh, and um, uh, uh, we uh, we had uh, Fabian Ciesa, the co creator of Deadpool, and, and a fantastic comic book writer. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Was on my team, so together we convinced. Uh, 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 Sony to um, to consider the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we actually helped a little bit with things like contracts and um, y- you know insights into how 
um, uh, the licensing and merchandising, because it's a specialty of ours, how it can be made to work so that Sony can benefit, even if Spider-Man was in a Marvel, a Disney Marvel. That's mind blowing. That's mind blowing stuff that you guys. That's what on. made the deal, dude. It wasn't oh, uh, make a good story and we'll put Spider Man in it. It was still it was business. First steps, though. That's Absolutely. a huge first step. So kudos, huge kudos for sure. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy uh, Tron Legacy. The special effects were still amazing, and uh, the soundtrack. I still bumped the soundtrack. They I still have. And and we were on set, and Daft Punk was that right there. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, my buddies still have the soundtrack. We still <laughs> listen to it. And I, I remember the series. I remember uh, the series getting a lot of good reviews and stuff. So, so that's awesome. Terrific, man. The, the animated series, very serious. Yeah, I like that. See, Jeff, I like you. I like you already. Serious, dark. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, do you still uh, teach teach the younglings at uh, conferences? All the time, all the time. Uh, I was a school teacher out of college, and uh, although my my ambitions were to get into the uh, media and entertainment business, um, I I swore to myself uh, that I would continue to teach, and I do that to to this day. I, I have a class I'm teaching uh, next week. Master class, All right. three hours. Um, yeah, yeah. And what's um, some of the topics you go over for the for them? Um, uh, transmedia storytelling, um, uh, developing story worlds. You know, wh- what? How do we tell stories that that can last beyond a single iteration? What do we have to think about in terms of the design of the world that can make it last? Uh, you know, uh, for sequels and prequels and cycles and other media. Uh, platforms and also how do we take the fans into consideration how do we dialogue with them how do we make them feel as if they're a a part of the story world in this day and age you just have to yeah yeah that's that's a good point definitely that's awesome that you're doing that man you know spreading your knowledge and getting out there for the for the next generation man that's really cool that's really really every awesome. once in a while i'll find a student who's just awesome and i stay in touch with them and i help to get them into college and oh wow look at that get them a job hey that's mm-hmm. awesome amazing stuff amazing uh see now again the nerd cred is uh, increasing uh, even more here <laughs> You got my boy here. This is my boy, Ultra Seven. Now, how'd you find that? <laughs> the inter, the interwebs. Oh my god, uh, Ultra Seven, man, that's my Ultra guy. Ultra Seven right is now. my guy. Um, yes, yes. It, it's, seven, seven. It's weird yeah. um, because I had watched Ultraman uh, previous, but but th- there was something about the design sensibility uh, of the costume and the fact that long before Pokemon. He had these capsule monsters. Oh, that's right. That's right. right? And when the chips were down, he'd take yeah. the thing out and go, Chang! and boom, <laughs> a monster would rise up to defend him. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's that's a good point. That is true. That is true. Uh, what is your thoughts about the kind of, uh, not well, in a way, kind of a reboot, but just kind of doing its own thing with the lore, the show on Netflix? Ah, interesting. Well, um, uh, I have to love it because it exposed Ultraman to millions and millions of people worldwide. Yeah. Um, 
uh, uh, Subaraya Productions, who I, I work with, they're my partners, um, uh, do not consider uh, Anime Ultraman to be a part of the canonical uh, live-action Ultraman universe. Okay. It's its own thing. That's and, fine. Um, uh, and yet, um, uh, you can't argue with Production IG, the, the, the producers, fantastic uh, guys, and the story's fantastic. I've seen the second season. It's awesome. Oh, it comes out in April, doesn't it? That's right. April? Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh, it, for sure. Yeah. But you have to accept, you know, you have to accept it. That, okay, right. they're doing their own thing. If you're thing. okay with them doing their own thing, if you're okay with that, most likely as an Ultraman fan, you'll you'll enjoy Right, it. right. Whereas the Marvel comics, which I'm working on with uh, Tom Brevoort at, uh, at Marvel, um, uh, that's, that is a part of the canonical uh, Ultraman universe. It's its own dimension and, and so forth, but it's, okay. it, you know, um, it, it's a part of the continuum. Gotcha, gotcha. Come and it is, it's a fantastic story. A, a great way to introduce people to Ultraman. Uh, the, the, now it's in trade paperback. And, and uh, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, uh, Seven looks even more badass. And uh, <laughs> 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 they gave him a sword, too. I'm like, really? You're just making my boy even cooler. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, when I was a little samurai growing up, I remember... You know, I was so young, I couldn't figure out when shows came on and whatnot. And I remember once in a while ca- coming across an Ultraman episode. And it was like the greatest thing ever, especially when I'm young, you know. That's right. But I, I, I didn't really get a chance to see the first season uh, uh, until they released it on DVD. I think it was like in the early 2000s, maybe? Sure. And they re- I, I, for, I forgot. I, I don't know what company it was, but they released Iron King and Red Baron. And I'll, the, just the first part of Ultraman. And I bought that and watched that and I enjoyed that. Yeah. But it wasn't until recently where I'm trying I'm trying hard to, to catch up to you, Jeff. I'm trying to catch up. But <laughs> as you can see here, oh, <laughs> I'm just trying. All I've been buying all the Mill Creek <laughs> releases, man. Uh, I've been trying to catch out. up. It's, it's super nice. And, yeah. and by the way, for, for the, the purposes of, of the audience, um, uh, uh, they, uh, the Subaraya Productions chose me to help them introduce Ultraman to the greater uh, 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 audience in North America and around the world. And, um, and so I've been working really hard with uh, Iceberg Theory and um, UltramanConnection.com. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How do you get these pictures? I got you, man. I got I you. I didn't even know that this was around. That's the licensing show. And, it's and called that's... I'm Being Professional. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, this is us, um, you know, introducing Ultraman to, uh, um, uh, to uh, global popular culture. And we have made tremendous project, pro- uh, progress. So if you have uh, tokusatsu fans in general or, or people who have any kind of affinity for Ultraman, they should come to UltramanConnection.com and register. When you register, you get access to uh, uh, entire series. Uh, we have um, uh, Ultraman Trigger uh, uh, already uh, on with commercial free. Uh, we're going to have Ultraman Z. Zet okay. uh, is the whole series commercial free on ultramanconnection.com 
And then when you become, uh, th there's a, a little bump where you, you pay a little something and then you get access to all kinds of super exclusive uh, uh, content as well. Copy that, copy that. So your, so your company right now is helping bring the, the, the awesomeness of Ultraman even more so to the mainstream. Uh, uh, well, of course, um, and um, and we're making great progress. Uh, now, is there a, is there a new show coming? Well, uh, Netflix recently announced uh, an Ultraman animated feature, okay, being animated by Lucasfilm. Uh, so it, it's it's awesome. Those are the same people who animate um, uh, the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch and and wow, the, a lot of that Lucasfilm animation stuff. They're doing Ultraman. And it, it it is breathtaking. Oh man, I'm excited. And that's classic, you know the 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 classic looking uh, uh, Ultraman. These these badasses. <laughs> and um and so that's that's I I'm hoping that's just the start. Uh, oh, from, and from Netflix as far as the franchise is concerned. Do we have a, a release date yet or not yet? Uh, I, it's going to be another year or two. Um, okay. They're, they're just production is just underway, so it's going to be a little while. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's it's like a very they're taking it super seriously, man. It's it's just uh, like it's expensive. It's like a theatrical feature. Um, uh, so Lucas, it, wow, it, it's gonna be great. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, a lot and of it's just for Netflix. A lot of different animation companies competed to to do it. Oh, Lucasfilm. I'm sure. So so that's how strongly Lucasfilm was interested in in doing it. They they won. Man. <laughs> oh so, man that's that is awesome i'm excited yeah. i'm sure everybody uh watching right now and listening is excited as well jeff gomez is a legend Brock. from brock, brock lesnar <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with brock you'll get f5'd uh but uh, uh jake hall says here is there any other ultraman that you like that I like, or uh -huh. or that is that is happening. Uh, there's a lot of Ultraman happening. There's a new series that's going to uh, uh, come out in in uh, June or uh, June or July, brand new, um, uh, from uh, Subaraya in Japan. There is a live gonna, action. We're going to run a movie. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's live action. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we we are going to have exclusively uh, uh, the uh, worldwide debut of um uh, ultraman trigger episode z the the ultraman trigger feature film is coming up in uh ultraman connection in march okay uh, uh, i think this is the first time anywhere anybody's saying anything about it so that's oh, exclusive <laughs> <laughs> and um and as far as the ultra uh characters that i i love i i love ultraman z, uh, z the the more recent one of Ultraman Zero, uh, who has the the, the strange uh, kind of uh, helmet array, um, uh, the voice actor uh, for Ultraman Zero is a good friend, um, and um, uh, and and I'm, I'm a Showa kind of guy. So those originals, Taro and um, oh yeah, yeah, those guys, Ace. Oh yeah, those are Ace. those are my guys. So back to the Ultra Slap. Uh -oh. <laughs> a while back when we were reviewing uh we were reviewing ultraman ace i think it was uh we were having fun because uh you know when the older brothers came up they had to they had to put ace in line and you know original ultraman just bitch slapped <laughs> he's like look listen to me 
So that's forever known as the Ultra Slap. They were different times, my friend. They were different times. It was good times. Fun times. Okay, so man, wow, you just blew my mind with all this new information. So we got animated show from LucasArts coming to Netflix. Brand new show, live action, son. That's right. Uh, coming in, in Japan, a new movie coming. Man, who knows what else? Sky's the limit. Is there anything else? Uh, uh, Shin Ultraman. Uh, uh, Shin Ultraman is, um, there you go. Wow. Thank you. you. that one ready. <laughs> um, uh, that is super, super awesome. Um, I'm so looking forward to the, the movie. Um, uh, they've had a little extra time to, to fine-tune the special effects. It's coming out um, in Japan uh, theatrically in May. It's coming to the United States a little later in the year. Okay, okay. Now, and it's from the same creators of Shin Godzilla? That's correct. That's okay. Correct. So there's a there's a, a seriousness uh, uh, to it, as you That's know, fine. we love our series. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a, a kind of more realistic take in terms of, of the the human response around uh, uh, Ultraman. Okay. But still, uh, there's a great affection and nostalgia for the original series that is reflected in the film. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I mean, a while back when this kind of like fan film trailer came out, fans were already really excited about it. Yeah. But now, now it's not just a fan trailer, you know, it's a real deal coming out. So everyone's, I I mean, I know, I know you, you have to keep it on the hush. As of right now, of course, when we get closer to the release of Shin, brother, come on back to Perfect. the show, of course, and we can talk mm-hmm. about it, help promote it. Um, at least, can you tell us, is there going to be a decent amount of monster battles in this, or you can't even tell us that right now? It's well, um, if you look at the trailer, there are, uh, uh, you know, it there, it hints at three um, okay. a, a kaiju. And um, and there may be more than that. Oh, look at that, guys! Woohoo! Oh man, I'm excited because we love the kaiju fights. We love the fights. Let's go! <laughs> so, yes, you have blown my mind and everybody watching's mind right now. If you're Ultraman fans, of course, <laughs> all this awesome content coming out. And where can they go again, uh, Jeff, to find well, out more information? Um, uh, uh, first of all, I want everyone. Uh, uh, watching or listening to this to jump on my social media that's at jeff underscore gomez on twitter uh jeff gomez on facebook um and uh and if you, you're in the business you can reach me through linkedin um, um I, I love uh to interact and and talk with the fans and um uh, uh come to uh, ultramanconnection.com and register uh, check it out, uh, register, and you'll get some emails every once in a while, not too many, uh, updating you on, uh, on on everything that's going on with Ultraman Connection, when the new shows are coming out, when the new events are, are being live streamed, and, um, uh, and when that Netflix feature is coming. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, before we wrap it up, Jeff, is there anything else you'd like to say to a future young generation of writers and creators yeah you know uh guys i i am not uh a rocket science guy (laughs) you know i'm not i'm not a genius i you know i i just wanted to um uh, to to live you know in such a way that that 
my desires could be fulfilled. I could realize some dreams. And none of it was easy. At every step of the way, there was someone standing there to tell me, no, it can't happen. Um, you're, you're dreaming. You're, you want the impossible. And, um, and my response to that was to summon my courage and to actually figure out how this thing worked. Just how does it work? You know, if, if you understand how it works, you can navigate it. Then you just have to be nice and listen to people uh, and, and assert your will, assert your creativity, and you can move forward. And most of all, uh, I accomplished this by finishing things, by, um, by uh, um, doing the work and, and completing it, even if it wasn't perfect. You know, I look back at Hot Wheels and go, oh, that's not so perfect. But it's, it's charming and beautiful and contains a communication from my heart to uh, children who loved those cars. That's, you know, that's, that's what it takes. So, um, so do that and, um, and, and stick with me uh, so together we can have some fun. That's it. Well said, well said. And we will do that. That's right. Movie Dojo Army's got your back. We're going to join in on the awesomeness. That's right. Fantastic. Support uh, Mr. Gomez. That's right. <laughs> and I'm excited. Thank you so much again. Uh, it was an honor to have you here talking yeah. about some tokusatsu news, some Ultraman news. And I'm That's excited. Fantastic. Everybody else is excited you got here. The Brock samurai Lesnar. does his homework. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Hey, I got the nerd cred. I got to get up to your, your standards. <laughs> but you got Brock Lesnar saying, hell yeah, badass. Uh, Jake uh, saying, Jeff, you rock. Jake. That's right. <laughs> and uh, thanks again, Jeff. Jeff, don't go anywhere. All right, all you badasses. Thanks again for watching. Keep doing your thing. Keep, keep being creative. That's right. The magic of being creative. Don't let nobody get you down. That's right. Write them scripts. Grab that cell phone. Make a movie, baby. Unstoppable. That's right. You are unstoppable. All right. Keep watching the movies and enjoying life. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Take care.